You're listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing with Andrew Logan. This podcast is your step-by-step guide to building and growing your own business and creating passive investment vehicles. If you crave legacy, wealth, and freedom, keep listening. Hey everyone, Andrew Logan here. Great to be with you for a YouTube video and a podcast episode, doing them both, doing video and audio here And great to be joined by one of the most important, special, incredible people in the world, of course, my wife, Angie. Great to have you here, darling. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. Awesome, awesome. Now, the reason I've got Angie with me is because she is an incredible connector. And no matter what business you're in, at the end of the day, connection is so important. You know, in business, one of the biggest difference really between a business and a job is that businesses solve people's problems. And we can get caught up in, I've got this product or I'm with this company or I do this thing. What we really need to always remember is that it is our role, our job to solve people's problems. Now, a lot of times people can you know, get a bit overly excited again about their product and tell everyone about everything it does and they forget to actually connect first and connect with people and ask them questions and find out what are your problems and then, oh my goodness, I've got an incredible solution for you. And we love to just go out and like, this is what it does, this is how it works. And we need to just take that step back and say, you know what, I want to connect with you first and find out what your challenges are. Then I can offer you an incredible, tailored, unique solution that's going to help you. And so to do that, we need to connect. And I wanted to bring in Angie as an incredible connector to share with you her ABCs of connecting. Now, Dan, do you want to just jump in and get started? Mm-hmm. What is A? What is A in the ABCs of connecting? Okay. So um, actually, before I jump in, I do want to acknowledge that, um, as Andrew said, connecting is the fundamental skill, um, I believe, in in most aspects of life, career, relationship, everything. So, um, But I also acknowledge it doesn't come naturally or very easily for a lot of people. So like anything, it's something that you have to be consciously aware of and work, constantly working on um, just mm. to really learn to, to build on that. So, And I think, sorry, mm. that does mean if it doesn't come naturally to you, you can improve it, right? Just it, it's like, well, you're a natural connector. You're not a natural connector. Anything that can be done can be learned. Absolutely. Right? And so this is your little template of what you do that's helped you become a natural. I think you just you, you work so hard on it that it looks natural to everyone else. Mm, yeah. It's just um, second nature now. So A is appearance. Now, when I say appearance, I don't mean blonde hair, green eyes, brown, tan, whatever. It's not about that. It's how people see you. Are you approachable? So, for example, if I um, walk into a room, into a party, and I really don't know anyone, the people that I'm going to be drawn to, the people that I am going to approach, are the ones that are sitting there, which rolls into my B, we're taking note of body language here. The people who are sitting there with an open posture, uh, you know, a slight warmth about themselves, smiling, not like a clown, you know, fake and all that, but just someone who has that that composure and that posture, as I said, open body language, where you know you can look at them and approach them. They're not the person sitting in the corner, hunched over, arms folded, you know, not there's no eye contact. They're very closed off. 
And so I think that's um, the body language, as most of us know, speaks about 90% of non-verbal communication is through our body language. So, so, so just before we go into the body language and, and dig into that one a bit deeper, it is so important, isn't it? Because right or wrong, people judge. You know, people are very quick and, and you know, the, the McDonald's mantra, you've got one chance to make a first impression kind of stuff. But there is that reality. If you walk into a room uh, and one person is smiling and one person is scowling, your energy is immediately drawn to that person who's smiling. And so we're going to do that naturally. And then we've got to understand that people are going to do that to us naturally as well. So if you're sitting there with a smile on your face, with a warmth about you where you appear approachable, it's so much easier to start a conversation and people will want to start a conversation with you, isn't it? And That's right. I know a, a friend of mine always says like we were talking once, I remember back to a training and people were saying, you know, that, like how do I approach people in the gym? And he was like, well, I'm going to walk into a gym and there's one person at the squat rack smiling and then there's one person at the bench press and they've got hoodie over their head, cap on, you know, like big headphones and they're just looking down on the ground that person's dialed into their workout, Mm -hmm. they don't seem to be approachable. Mm -hmm. And that's just an immediate judgment. Why not look at the person who's smiling and start there? You know, and so we always need to remember that from our side. Like, would someone look at us and say, man, there's someone who has a good energy, has a good, you know, like excited look about their life Mm -hmm. and that posture. So, yeah, that takes us straight into B, doesn't it? Like body language. Like what do people look at us and think? And especially when we are actually into that connection process, I think like the appearance is the first impression, but what about when we're actually starting to have that conversation? Like if you're, you know, closed off during a conversation, people aren't going to want to continue to talk to you, are they? No, that's right. So whether we realise it or not, we actually tend to mimic the other person's behaviour. So if you're speaking to someone who's quite stressed and, and they can start speaking really quickly and they're really loud and they're on edge, we tend to mimic that. So I know for myself, if I'm talking to someone like that, I will relax my posture, speak slower um, and just reduce the tone. And naturally they will sort of in a sense mimic that behaviour as well. But I think it's really important to to take note, as I said, of an open posture Um, the tone, the speed, there's a lot of different factors there. Um, And in saying that, we have to protect our energy as well. Like there are times where you will enter a conversation with someone and it can be soul sucking, it can be draining. In situations like that, it's just a very simple way to just slowly remove yourself in a polite way, of course. So I think it's important to put your time into the people where the energy is flowing uh, and where it seems natural. Otherwise, the conversation is going to be draining on you. It's not going to go anywhere and it's not going to help really strengthen that muscle or that skill of connecting with others. Yeah, I know back to my, you know, my career days where you, you know, working with patients and we talk about like the heart sink patient where you just knew you're like, oh, like that's that because you just and it was just the energy exchange in the room wasn't right mm-hmm. and it would just make that it would just make everything so much harder now you kind of again like we're rolling straight into C there as far as we're talking about finding things that are similar with people because it's probably going to be more valuable they're, they're probably going to have 
more values that are similar to your own Mm -hmm. versus someone where it's just not happening and you are sort of pushing uphill. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about C, like common ground. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that as far as, you know, communication connecting. Common ground is such a great way to accelerate that process. Exactly. And that's where the magic is found in the dynamics of a good relationship or friendship that you can really build on. You'll know yourself times where you've connected with someone and you'll quickly discover that you maybe grew up in the same town or you went to the same high school or you have um, a a friend in a different friendship circle um, that you know it might be to do with a sport, that kind of thing. So when you're finding all this common ground, and it's often not just one thing, it'll be quite a few different areas that you have similarities or commonalities, that's where you can really build on something. And the, the connection will go from just being little um, sort of small talk into something that's deeper and, and more meaningful, and, and you can certainly build from there. So how do you find common ground then? How would you say to someone who's like, okay, well, I've got to find common ground, but how do I do that? Okay. Well, a few different ways. Firstly is uh, you have to get really good at asking questions. Um, and in in sort of in um, alignment with that as well is less talk and more listening. Now, when I say about um, even with the listening side of it, we have to be really mindful of distraction. So there's distraction in our environment. There's always things going on, people walking around, there's things around us that that can often take our mind off the conversation. But then also there's our own inner dialogue. There can be judgment going on. You can be thinking about, um, you know, what you're going to cook for dinner. You can be stressing about work and you're not actually present in that conversation. So I, for myself personally, I strip things right back to the basics And by asking lots of questions about that person, because that makes them feel valued. People want to be heard and understood, and they want to know that you're actually listening. So for me personally, um, I find that one of the greatest things for anyone that, that they really cherish and value is family. So a big thing for me is I always find out, are they married? Do they have children? Do they have pets? Where did they grow up? Did they go to, like, what high school did they go to? And you can really certainly build from that. It might be to do with their career, hobbies, um, and it all tends to flow sort of around those things. But um, that's, yeah, Mm. pretty much family is where I get started. Well, I think paraphrasing Tony Robbins, one of my favourite quotes in this sort of arena is, if you want better answers, just learn to ask better questions. And that's sort of the, the same sort of thing where if you get better at the skill of asking questions and It's funny that we do need to talk about this at times, but, you know, in a social media world especially, sometimes we can just lose track of the fundamentals that even though it's social media, if, you know, you're watching this through a social media channel or you're listening to it or you're talking to someone on your app or your computer, it's still two people connecting just through a different medium. Mm -hmm. And the person you're messaging is still looking for that commonality looking to be feel feel valued and so sometimes like we can go into facebook groups and like hey i'm here everyone like you're like look at me look at me and i just always say to people like imagine you're at a party and you walk into a party of 100 people and you don't know anyone and then you just walk in and say hey everyone look at me like who wants to be my friend it's not going to (laughs) work and so there's no like different rules of the universe in facebook groups or on instagram or something it's still a social media platform of people connecting with people. So Mm. one of the things I wanted to share is from one of our great mentors where he talks about 
you know, if you're struggling with common ground, now's the perfect time to go out and do that thing that you've always wanted to do. Like, what is that hobby that you've always wanted to do, that skill that you've always wanted to learn? I know when we moved to a new town, you wanted to get into woodworking. And so you're going out to woodworking and you've met all these people and then that's now Jack's doing woodworking and you just started this hobby. And now you can have conversation, like the builder was here the other day and you're like Angie's like talking about timbers with the builder. But again, just instant common Mm. ground because they could talk about lumber and timber and stuff. And so if you've ever wanted to learn a new language, if you want to work on your public speaking, you know, now's the time to join that language club, join that Toastmasters club. If you've wanted, wanted to dance, go and learn to dance and you're going to meet other people who are learning to dance, but then mm-hmm. you can have that great conversation. And I shared this recently, but, you know, you remember your brother-in-law's 50th mm-hmm. and, you know, we got there because of, you know, with the kids and the cousins, we'd got there quite early. And there's always that awkward point at a party where the, the, the earlier people are there and they don't quite know each other. And so, you know, this couple arrived and we we're standing around. And I remember, I just remember he had a Garmin watch on and you had a Garmin watch on. You were training for your half marathon. And immediately you just asked him questions about his running, mm-hmm. what are his running goals? Has he done a half marathon? And you immediately found common ground. His wife then spoke with a South African accent. And I talked about, you know, my trip through Africa and, you know, places we'd been. And we were just able to find common ground immediately. So then hypothetically, if we sent them a friend request the next day, they'd be like, oh, that's that couple. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we're just like, hi, and then send them a friend request, there's no connection, right? There's no, there's no connection. And they'd be like, why did these people send us a friend request? So if you struggle with this, you know, now's the time to open that front door. And what is that thing you've always wanted to do? Go and do it. And it'll give you more things to talk about and more reasons to connect with people and the greater ability to find common ground with them. Mm. So even new friends we've got, and since again, moving to this new town and, we're red stringing all these, like, I think we've met them in different lives. We're finding like so many common ground, Mm -hmm. so much common ground with these friends that we've become such close friends immediately because, you know, his mates from uni were also my mates from uni and, you know, you knew her family back in the past and all that kind of stuff. Like it's really cool when you find that common ground with people. So any last sort of top tips or anything before we wind up? I think the main thing when we rewind back is with getting good at asking questions, the thing that I've learned over the years, and I'm quite extroverted um, in a face-to-face scenario. Andrew, um, you may not realise, but he's quite introverted, particularly in a social setting. Um, And something that I've really learned to love is when I do meet someone who I can see is quite introverted, the more questions you ask, and, and it has to be from a place of like a genuine heart, Um, You don't want to be wasting your time or their time. It's wanting to earnestly get to know people. And I think the more we we get to know people, it enriches our lives because there's so much that we can learn from someone. Um, But what I love is when I, in particular, speaking to an introvert um, and you tap into something that they're really passionate about and then they let loose. And Mm. it's really nice to see them actually just really um, speak about their passion or their purpose or something they love and they really come out of their shell. And you can see from that time that you've had together that they feel comfortable, they've felt valued, they've felt heard, they've felt understood and it's a really nice a, a nice exchange to walk away from. Floodgates opening. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, now 
We do have something. We have an event coming up super soon. So October 1st is Freedom Fest 2022. Now, Angie, you're going to be talking more. We've talked for you know, 12, 15 minutes about connecting. You're going to talk for a whole half an hour. And then we've got uh, another great speaker coming in, Brookie, talking about from the introvert side of things. Another incredible speaker, Alicia, talking about the social media point of view. We're going to be opening that event just talking about purely connecting and then obviously turning that into duplication, into business, into wealth creation, all those sorts of things. But looking forward to having you there, really sharing more of this kind of stuff and really digging deep. If you haven't got your tickets yet, you can go to andrewlogan.net slash freedomfest. So it's up on the screen. If you're listening on the podcast, andrewlogan.net slash freedomfest. October 1st is the event date, and we're really excited about that. Otherwise, guys, if you're watching on the YouTube and you've got value out of this, don't forget to click like and subscribe if you're listening on the podcast. As always, great to have you here on the podcast audience. Angie, Angie thank you for being here with me thank for this for episode, me. for this video. Absolutely. And we'll catch you all soon. Thanks for listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing. Connect with Andrew on Instagram and Facebook at Andrew James Logan. For your seven-step system to financial freedom and other tools and resources to help you grow your business fast, go to www.andrewlogan.net. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Until next time, keep moving forward.